Competitive art used to be an Olympic sport. Between 1912 and 1948, the Olympics awarded medals for music, painting, sculpture, and architecture. This is Simple Joe for Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. I almost had a slip there. I almost said 2021. It almost slipped out. I've got not. I've not done much of that lately, where I've written the wrong date. I don't know what it is about 2022, but I just kind of caught on, right? Sometimes it'll every once in a while. But man, I remember years for. There's been there's been years that I went for months, months, and wrote not months and months, but let's call it a couple months, and was still writing the previous year. Not this year. 2022 is kind of. Caught on, caught on for me. I, I, uh, I kind of dig it. How about this competitive art as a Olympic sport, right? Music, painting, sculpture, architecture. Yeah. I wonder, uh, wonder why they got rid of it. I, I don't know if it wasn't popular or whatever it is. How about one for to- for photography, right? They have speed walking. <laughs> I'd, li- I'd like to take a look. That would be a good list, wouldn't it? The top ten oddest sports, oddest, uh, oddest events. For Olympic Games, the top 10 oddest events for Olympic Games. If somebody out there wants to do their homework, uh, do my homework for me. <laughs> See if you can come up with a list of the top 10 oddest events for Olympic Games. And if you can come up with a good list, send it over to me and and maybe uh, you and I will talk about it on the show. That would be cool, right? Hello, my friend. I'm Simple Joe. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad we are here together. Today, we're going to hear the weather in Marienheide, Germany, uh, a story to remind us all to check our spam box and the often requested, very popular, much, much more. So for my friends in or near Marienheide, Germany, I hope I'm pronouncing that correct, Marienheide, uh, Marienheide, Germany, uh, you're going to see a high today of eight degrees and a low of three with rain. This is in Celsius. Uh, you got some rain probably throughout the day today, Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Thursday, uh, five degrees and negative one with rain and Friday, three degrees and negative three again in Celsius with snow on Friday. So today, eight degrees for a high with rain tomorrow, Thursday, five degrees for a high with rain and Friday, three degrees with snow on Friday. How about that? Thank you so much for listening. Marie and Haida, Germany. I appreciate you. And I am so grateful that you are there here in Cincinnati, Ohio, we're going to see a high of 52 degrees and a low of 32 with partly sunny skies tomorrow, Thursday, 40 and 26 for the high and low with partly sunny skies and Friday, 53 and 35 for the high and low with partly sunny skies. So my guess is by the end of the day, Thursday, easily by the end of the day, Thursday, easily by the end of the day, Friday, probably by the end of the day, Thursday, easily by the end of the day, Friday, we're going to see all this snow gone. I mean, 52, 40 and 53. Those are, um, those are good, good snow melting temperatures, right? Yeah, they sure are. Today in 1773, William Henry Harrison, the ninth president of the United States was born. Ernest Tubb, country music singer, was born today in 1914. Actor Joe Pesci, great actor Joe Pesci, uh, was born today in 1943. He's great in those gangster movies, those mob movies. Um, I don't know the, what was the, what was the movie with the kid left Home Alone? Yeah, he was, 
it was all right in Home Alone. I think I think he uh, he missed his mark in that in that movie. I think he's a really good Joe Pesci's a really good dramatic actor. I mean, I guess he was funny enough in that movie, but wow, he really hit his stride with these with these gangster movies and these these mob movies. He was in The Irishman and Goodfellas, and I think maybe one or two other movies. So, happy birthday, Joe Pesci, born today in nineteen forty three. Alice Walker, the author of The Color Purple, was born today in 1944. Jim J. Bullock was born today in 1955. I don't know if you remember Jim J. Bullock or not. He was in a he was in a sitcom called Too Close for Comfort. Kind of a flamboyant, very high energy guy. Uh, I think him and Tammy Faye Baker actually did a talk show together. Jim J. Bullock. Born today in 1955. Happy birthday, Jim J. Bullock. And Travis Tritt. Here's a quarter. Here's, here's a quarter called Someone Who Cares. I like Travis Tritt. I like his voice. I just like his kind of a gravelly, very country voice. Uh, I just like, I like Travis Tritt. Here's a quarter called Someone Who Cares. Travis Tritt, born today in 1963. And Michael B. Jordan, actor, was born today in 1987 from Black Panther and the Creed movie. So happy birthday, Michael B. Jordan. Today in 1964, the Beatles made their very first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show. Can you believe that? It was watched by 73.7 million television viewers way back in 1964. How about that? Today is National Cut the Cord Day. I did that years ago. Years and years ago, I I got rid of cable and haven't looked back. Now, that's not true. That's not true. I have looked back. Uh, I've probably been, we probably haven't had cable for Oh, gosh. It might be 20 years, maybe 25 years. However, there's a little asterisk there, a little caveat. Uh, A few election years, presidential election years, I purchased cable in like October. (laughs) And I'm sure they had some some kind of trial period, right? Free trial period or half price trial period. I purchased it in October. And watched all the political coverage up until election day and a couple weeks after that, and then canceled cable. That's <laughs> what I did. Just to kind of get that fix of political news and political punditry and all that stuff. But we got rid of cable years and years ago. But I tell you what, when you look at the the streaming services now, I mean you have Netflix, which is the kind of the, the granddaddy of streaming services. I was, you know what I was, I was an early Roku adopter. I don't have a Roku now because our TV kind of has that all built into it. Uh, but I was an early Roku adopter. I bought one of the first Rokus and I was just, I was just enthralled by the technology and the streaming options. And we got Netflix. Uh, but think about this. I think Netflix was our first. And then, and then we took Amazon prime and then Hulu and then Disney and then, um, Let's see, Disney, there's Peacock Network, Paramount Plus. I think that's all that we have. But when you consider all those, my gosh, I mean, I I originally took, I originally cut the cord from cable to get rid of the high expenses. But when you add all that up, I guess I'm not going to do the math right here live, but Netflix is $15 a month. Um, Peacock is another five or six. Uh, Amazon now, as we heard, as we talked about before, or we talked about, uh, well, actually we'll talk about it now. Amazon's about 
and it will be now $140 uh, a year. Um, Paramount is another five or $6. Hulu's another seven or $8. So this stuff adds up, right? I mean, it, it adds up. I mean, if you cut the cord to kind of save from those expenses, I, I, I here's, here's the thing. I have Peacock, Peacock Network for one reason only, so I can watch uh, episodes of Yellowstone. Um, because I don't have cable, the new episodes of Yellowstone aren't available to me, but episodes one through three of Yellowstone are. Uh, I have, so I, that's the only reason I really have have a peacock network so i can watch seasons one through three and soon to be one through four on peacock network and really the only reason i have paramount plus i took paramount plus because i was kind of interested in the the star wars stuff uh, i'm a bit of a star wars fan uh but the only reason i took paramount plus is is to kind of is watch picard and a couple of the new star wars series but now paramount plus has 1883 so i have to keep paramount plus but I watch it for these one or two. I have these services for these one or two shows. I have Disney Plus uh, for the kids. I have Disney Plus for the grandkids. Um, So this stuff kind of adds up, right? I mean, we're talking, I don't know. I'm not going to do the math, but you can do the math for me. (laughs) So I say all that to say this. It's still better. I still feel better not having cable. Uh, But today is National Cut the Cord Day. That's how we got off on this tangent. It's National Pizza Day. Who doesn't love pizza? You know, I, I see this National Pizza Day, and it seems to me that pizza pops up. The National Pizza Day pops up at some form or fashion a few times a year. National Pizza Day, National Pepperoni Pizza Day, National Hawaiian Pizza Day, National Sausage Pizza Day, National Pizza Day with everything. I mean, let's just have one pizza day. I'll take it, right? I, I, I can't think of a pizza that I don't like as long as it doesn't have uh, anchovies, green peppers, or pineapple on it i can't think of anything that i wouldn't have other than those but happy national pizza day happy national pizza day it's also national uh bagel and locks day if that's your thing go out and have some bagel and locks and national toothache day i got a bit of a toothache right now i went to the dentist and i'm going to uh, have some work done on a back molar plan on having that done i think by the end of this month uh, it's, I wouldn't really call it a toothache. It's just kind of a, just kind of there. I can feel there's something, something amiss and they found it and they're going to fix it. So happy national toothache day. If you want to celebrate national toothache day, I don't know how you plan on celebrating and I don't know why you would want to celebrate it, but if you're going to celebrate it, gosh, happy national toothache, toothache day, national, happy national bagel and locks day, national pizza day. And of course, national cut the cord day. Well, I came across a, uh, a few stories, of course, by the uh, and and uh, by the excuse me, I came across a few stories at the beginning of this week, uh, and I was originally going to do. I, yesterday, I did the uh, iguanas fall, falling from the trees, uh, and then I thought I was going to do the Amazon Prime twenty dollar price increase comes with one strange perk. Uh, now he say this guy saving over a thousand dollars a year. I thought, wow, okay, that's what's Amazon Prime doing that that uh, that I gotta get a hold of or that I gotta find out about because I'm a like I said I'm an Amazon Prime member, been one for a long time, and and I do most of my shopping from Amazon Prime. Uh, you can't really beat the the cost of you need cords or or little things like that. I mean, you just can't beat their price. Uh, just bought some security cameras from Amazon Prime, things like that. 
things like that is what I've is what I've bought from Amazon Prime. And of course, you get uh, Amazon Prime Video that has movies and shows and original programming and so forth. So that's pretty good. But it's getting expensive. We say one hundred and forty dollars a year now is what Amazon Prime costs. But this guy is saving it says says that you can with one strange new with one strange perk. He's saving a thousand dollars a year. So I thought I'd look into this and I was really disappointed. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the big headline. Amazon prime's $20 price increase comes with comes the $20 price increase comes with one strange perk that would tell you that, that the price increase comes with a, a perk from Amazon, right? That's what the headline kind of look that kind of laws you in there, right? If I'm using that word right, Amazon Prime's $20 price increase comes with one strange perk. Now I'm saving over $1,000 a year. Here's the strange perk. This guy took 12 paragraphs, I think 12, 10 to 12 paragraphs to say the $20 price increase forced him to look at Walmart and buy stuff cheaper. That's pretty much it. It's not a perk. It's not a, it's not a strange new perk from Amazon. It just forced him to look at Walmart as an option. And some of the price comparison he does in the story just wasn't, it was just, I don't know, too much fluff for me, but I like a little fluff. Here's the, here's the deal. Here's the, here's the thousand dollars a year. He's buying stuff from, from Walmart now, instead of Amazon, there's stuff he's buying from Walmart instead of Amazon. That's the strange new perk. That's the strange perk. There you go. I just saved you some time. So 12 paragraphs to say buy from Walmart. I guess, you know, somebody's reading that and it, it it's uh, the headline got me, didn't it? So I, I'm going ahead and going with this, this feel good story. This woman got a spam email saying that she had won $3 million and it turned out to be true. I, I tell you what, the reason this, this catches my eye is because I found, I have found some stuff in spam before uh, that I'm like, oh my gosh, how'd that end up in spam? Uh, I need to give this some attention. I'm glad I looked. So that's why this caught my eye. This comes from skynews.com. Laura Spears said that she would make sure to check her spam email, her spam folder more often. Laura Spears said that she would check. Let me try to start this over. Laura Spears said she would make sure to check her spam folder more often. The spam folder in an email box can be a murky place full of messages, promising untold riches, that are sadly too good to be true. Um, who remembers the Nigerian prince that wants you to, wants you to send him $300 so he can send you $10 million, right? So full of messages, promising untold riches that are sadly too good to be true. Just look at your spam inbox. Uh, it, it, it's the, the, some of the stuff is just crazy and you wonder how people fall for it anyway. But as one American woman found out, sifting through your junk messages every now and then can pay off. Unbeknown to Laura Spears, an email notifying her that she had won a lottery prize of $3 million had been sent to her spam folder. The 55-year-old from Oakland County in Michigan bought a Mega Millions ticket on the Michigan Lottery website for a draw on December 31st last year. So here's the thing. I didn't know that you could buy lottery tickets online. Boy, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. I've always, I play the lottery every once in a while, not, not to, um, 
you know, not, not the nest. You, you play to win, right? That's why you're playing because, but I've always played it when, and I've said this before, I've done a couple lottery winning stories, I think here, but uh, when the office is kind of pulling together because the, the, the prize is a billion dollars or something like that. And everybody's pulling their money together. Uh, and every once in a while, I'll, I'll buy a ticket maybe once a year tops. I don't know, once a year, something like that. And, and I'll buy a ticket, but I've, I've always thought and heard that the the lottery is kind of a tax on poor people, a tax on people who have no, who feel like they have no hope. And this is kind of their, their last ditch effort to, to make something of their life. Right. I've heard that. And it's just, that's a sad state of affairs. Uh, Some of the poorest communities, communities are the communities that buy the most lottery tickets. And that is really, that is really a, a sad state of affairs. And I think there probably should be more friction to buy a lottery ticket. You probably, I don't know if you can buy a lottery ticket with a credit card. You probably shouldn't be able to do that. Uh, I think you should probably have to pay cash or at least a debit card uh, for a lottery, just so there's some friction there. So there's some friction there, but I don't know. The libertarian in me says, let people do what they want to do, right? Let them, if they want to spend all their paycheck on a lottery ticket, let them spend their paycheck on a lottery ticket. It's their life. It's their money. It's their thing, whatever. Right. But I don't know. Gosh, seems like there should be a little more friction here than, than to be able to just go on a website and buy a lottery ticket. I didn't even know you could do that. You could buy a lottery ticket on a website. I wonder if that's nationwide. You can do that this, or if it's specifically to a few States like Michigan, but anyway, the 55 year old from Oakland County in Michigan bought a mega millions ticket on the Michigan Lottery website for a draw on December 31st last year. She matched five numbers to win $1 million and managed to multiply her prize by three because she had paid for a mega plier. I guess that's a thing, right? Mega plier. I can see the play on words, multiplier, mega plier, where she paid more to multiply her winnings if she did win, right? So she won $1 million and then she had the mega plier. Miss Spears explained, I saw an ad on Facebook that the Mega Millions jackpot was getting pretty high. So I got on my account and bought a ticket. A few days later, I was looking for a missing email from somebody. So I checked the spam folder in my email account. That's when I saw an email from the lottery saying that I had won a prize. I couldn't believe what I was reading. So I logged into my lottery account. There are lottery accounts that you can log into. That's I'll have, to, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look into this a little bit. If you guys know about online lottery purchases, let me know, <laughs> reach out to me. You'll hear my phone number and email address at the end of the show. So I logged into my lottery account to confirm the messages in the email. It's all still so shocking to me that I really won $3 million. She claimed her winnings at the lottery headquarters last week, saying she plans to share the money with her family and retire early. Well, good for you. Share the wealth, retire early, go enjoy life. You, uh, you literally won the lottery of life. So there you, there you go, go enjoy your retirement and, and the money that you give to your family, but watch out for the hanger honors. Watch, watch out for those vultures. Watch out for those people who suddenly you haven't heard who, have, who you haven't heard from, who you haven't heard from in years and years. And suddenly they're reaching out to you. Hey, how you doing there? Miss Spears. What's her first name? What's her Laura Spears. Hey, how you doing, Laura? Hope all is well. Just thinking about you. Let's get together for lunch. <laughs> Can I borrow $10,000? <laughs> you know, those conversations are coming, Laura. So, you know, they're coming. So be careful. 
be careful, but share it with the people closest to you. Yeah. The people who love you and the people who you love go out and make great memories, right? You'll hear me say that too. Uh, saying she plans to share the money with her family and retire early. Miss Spears said that she would make sure to check her spam folder more often. Good idea. I definitely added the Michigan lottery to my safe senders list just in case I ever get lucky enough to receive another email about a huge prize, she said. So good on you. Congratulations, Laura Spears, for checking your email box and winning the lottery. Uh, I have, like I said, I have found some things. I found, uh, I don't know, doctor stuff and, and Bill's stuff and just important documents in my spam folder. I'm like, and that's always the universal, oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't respond to your email. It went to my spam folder, but I really have had that, had that happen. Uh, I've been part of organizations and clubs and committee committees and things like that. And they say, Joe, why didn't you get my email? And I'll check my spam folder and I'll be darned. There it is. I got it a week ago. Uh, so that really does happen. It is kind of the universal excuse though, right? Oh, I, like I said, I, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't get back to you. Uh, it was in my spam folder. Yeah, right. Ah, that does happen, right? That does happen. That does happen. Miss Spears is, is a perfect example of that. Have you ever found anything just really weird in your spam folder? Uh, something that needed attention or something that shouldn't have gone in your, in your spam folder? Spam folder. Let me know about this. Yeah, I'd like to hear what you have found in your spam folder uh, before. So that would be that would be interesting. Let's go ahead and wrap it up right there. I love coming here to talk to you uh, on almost every day that almost daily podcast. Now I love coming here, coming here and talking to you. I love this conversation that we have, and I would love to have your thoughts on the show. I really would. If you can send me an email, if you want to send me an email, Joe at the simple Joe.com, or you can send me a text at 513-399-6468. That's Joe at the simple Joe.com or 513-399-6468 is my text number. Uh, if you just want to say hi, I would love to hear from you. If you want to give me a kind critique, that would be cool. Um, just whatever, reach out to me. I'd certainly appreciate hearing from me, hearing from you. I don't, did I just say hearing from me, hearing from you. And if you like listening to the show, will you do me a favor and share it with your friends on social media? Use the hashtag simple. Joe is my friend. Simple. Joe is my friend. I would certainly appreciate that as well. Wow. I hope you're making great memories this week. I hope you're spending time with the people who love you and the people who you love, because remember memories are better than stuff. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. And I love you, but not in a weird way. I'll talk to you later. Take care.